Dear friends in Christ, most of us know that TV cameramen have certain signals that they give to the people out there that are either performing or doing the news or whatever, explaining to them without words how much time they have left. They can use blinking lights that remind them they're getting close to getting done, or they have flip cards that tell them how many seconds they have left. And sometimes we can tell if an announcer or performer hasn't timed things right and they're done too quickly, they have to start to ad-lib. And we notice that. Or maybe they're dragging it and they need to get done quickly so their voice speeds up and they try to finish as quickly as they can without going over the time. Television is a business in which timing is so important. Now, the parable that Jesus chose to share that is a part of our gospel text today tells us that all of living is a business in which timing is very important. For we to have to live with one eye on the director out there, watching for his signals, reminding us of what time it is, because soon our time, too, will be up. Our Lord Jesus Christ will be coming back to this world. It'll be the end as we know it, for it says in our Advent text today, But about that day or hour, no one knows. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. Our Lord, Jesus Christ, tells us that it's kind of like a master going away, but then coming back, returning to his house, and expecting the servants to be faithfully carrying out their assigned duties. In the parable, Jesus pictures the history of the world not as a circle that never ends, but as something that begins, which it did, by his creative words when he said, let there be light, and will end someday by the words that he will share too as he comes from the heavens to end things as we know them today. The master will return it says, to fulfill his promise. And it may be sooner than we think. You know, I'm one that admittedly waits till the last minute to get some Christmas gifts to my wife's chagrin. And she always says, now, have you got everything we need? And I said, well, I just need one more thing. But the other day, we got a catalog in the house even before Thanksgiving, and and on top of the catalog, it said, last-minute Christmas gifts. Well, that got my attention, got me thinking that uh, the days are quickly going by, and I might not have as much time as I think to finish getting the things I need to get, at least, for Christmas. You know, the people of Bethlehem weren't ready either to receive the Messiah when he first came 2,000 years ago. And so the question that we need to ask ourselves today on this first Sunday in Advent, are we ready 
to receive him when he comes again. You know, Advent is preparing not only for the celebration of his first coming, but it is also preparation for the the future second coming of Christ into our world. No one knows exactly when that will happen. It could be days or weeks or months or years. We don't know. Only the Father knows, Scripture says. But someday, without missing a beat of his ultimate plan for this world, he will fulfill his promise to come back again and gather his children around him. Now, as Christians, we believe the Bible is true, and we we suspect Christ, yes, will return someday, and we come to church, and usually we sing, O come, O come, Emmanuel, like we did this morning as our opening hymn. But, you know, we have other concerns in our world, and and sometimes the thoughts of Jesus' impotent return sometimes gets pushed on the back burner of our minds and hearts, and we say, well, we'll think of, about those things, even though they're important, when things settle down, and the hectic weeks preparing for the celebration of Christ's first coming is over. But what we forget is that we really can't get ready for Christmas without also preparing for the second coming of Christ. It's like getting ready for two parties in one evening. We don't get ready for one party and then we go home and get ready for the second party. Our preparations for both parties have to happen at once. They require that same kind of preparation. And In Advent, we ask the question, is the one who came 2,000 years ago my Emmanuel? Is God with me? Is he living in my heart as my master and my Lord? You see, that's the same question that we ask as we prepare for the second coming of Christ. Is he my master today? Am I ready? Am I looking forward to his coming again? Just as Christians are filled with great expectation and excitement and hope as we get ready for Christmas once again this year. The question we need to ask ourselves, are we filled with that same type of anticipation concerning Christ's second coming? Often we sing that familiar gospel hymn, How Great Thou Art. Have you ever thought about that last verse of that wonderful hymn and how it declares how much we're looking forward to the second coming when we sing, When Christ shall come with shouts of acclamation and take me home, what joy shall fill my heart? Then I shall bow in humble adoration and there proclaim, My God, how great thou art. Joy, not fear, can be the Christian's reaction to the announcement that, yes, Christ is coming back again. When I was in college, I remember one night studying very late. I had a test at 8 o'clock in the morning. Well, about 1 a.m., I just was so tired, I thought to myself, instead of trying to stay up till 3 o'clock studying, I'd just get up at 6 o'clock and do my last couple hours of studying. Well, you know what happened. 
Somehow, the alarm didn't go off, and I woke up at five minutes to eight. And, and fortunately, the classrooms were in the next building next to my dorm. So in five minutes, I got up, got dressed, and got to the test. But I knew I wasn't ready. I was sleeping when I should have been awake studying. Our text tells us today to keep awake. It says, watch, therefore, for you do not know when the master of the house comes. In the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows or in the morning, if he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. The admonition in the scriptures, of course, is to wake up. What it really means is to do away with that wishy-washy kind of faith that some Christians have that causes us a lot of spiritual sleepiness. There's a story about a minister who uh, tried to, to please, of course, everybody in the church. Some of his members had said, Pastor, you need to to preach with more fire and brimstone, that old-fashioned gospel. And then others had said, Pastor, you just need to be kind of broad-minded. Don't get too serious in your preaching. And so he tried to please everyone. And in his next sermon, he wound up with the following message. Unless you repent and are converted, so to speak, you are, I am sorry to say, in danger of hell fire to a certain extent. <laughs> That's what happens when we try to please everybody. But it reminds me of that type of faith that tries to, to satisfy everybody. Instead of saying what is in the word of God and making it clear and challenging people not to have that type of spiritual sleepiness, but to wake up and to be ready for what is to come. Scripture says, today is the day of salvation. So we ask ourselves, what side are we on? When Christ returns, will he see us as a part of this family over here, a part of of the family of God, or that family over here that never took him that seriously and was asleep? One day the telephone rings And our boss says, he's got some work for us to do, some extra work, and he's coming over to give us the information we need. Now, we can understand that kind of situation happening. But you see, today what we're talking about is our master, our Lord Jesus Christ, is coming as well. And he challenges not to let other masters push us around and send us in different directions and overwhelm our time and our spiritual readiness for the most important thing that's in our future. Well, Jesus came into our world 2,000 years ago to help us by his spirit to come against those forces that would would try to lead us down the wrong path in life so we wouldn't be ready to wake us up to remind us that it could be any time. He came to remind us, or challenges us in our text today, that God's heart of love is going to reach out once again in a personal way to us when he comes back as he takes us to be with him forever.
but the master will come at his good pleasure. He will come at a time that it's good for him, and thus it'll be the right time. But he will come unexpectedly like a thief in the night or like a telephone call that comes after we're in bed at night, unexpectedly. You know, I look in our world today, all the disturbing events that are taking place are a constant warning and reminder, a reminder to people of every age of history that the Lord is coming soon. They point to the great forces in our world that are outside of our control and direction that that press against us and and make us worry and, and have some fear. And they remind us again and again how much Each of us needs to have an almighty and ever-present God who is our refuge and strength, like Psalm 46 says, as Marcia talked about today. Max Cato tells a story in one of his books concerning the 1989 Armenian earthquake. It only took about four minutes to level part of that country And it killed 30,000 people. Moments after the deadly tremors ceased, a father raced to the elementary school where his son had been in class before the earthquake. When he arrived, his heart sank because he saw that the building had been leveled. Looking at the, the mass of stones and rubbles, he remembered a promise that he had made to his child. He said, no matter what happens to you any time, I'll always be there for you. Well, driven by his own promise, he found the area of the rubble closest to where he thought his son's classroom had been, and he began to pull back the rocks. And other parents came, and they were sobbing for their own children as well. But it's too late, they told the man. You know they're all dead. You can't help. Even a police officer told the father to give up. But the father refused, and for eight hours he continued to dig through the rubble, and then 16 hours, and then 32 hours he continued to dig, and his hands were raw, and his energy was gone. But finally, after 38 hours, retching hours, he pulled back a boulder. He called his son's name one more time, Armin, Armin. And a voice answered him, Dad, it's me. And then the boy, once he was able to get close enough to see his father's face, he added these priceless words. I told the other kids, Dad, not to worry. I told them that if you were alive, you'd save me. And when you saved me, you would save them too because you promised, no matter what, I'll always be there for you. God has made that promise to us as well. He says, I'll come back. Yes, throughout our life, the rocks may tumble at times and there may be disease and wars and trials of various kinds. The ground of our lives often shakes. But the child of God needn't fear, 
For the promise is as true now as it was when the Lord spoke those words to his disciples. I will never leave you. I will come back for you. And you will be safe in my arms. For those who have heard the gospel and believed and given their lives to him, why should we fear that day when our Lord returns? It will be a day of great celebration. For those who have laid before him the burden of their own sin and have been clothed with the clean robes of righteousness and forgiveness, the Master's coming, that news of his coming, should be of great benefit for us. So the words of this parable today in our text call us, though, out of our lukewarmness, helping us realize that because the time is short, We should not let the days and the years slip through our fingers. We are called to make the most, you see, of every opportunity the Lord gives us to do his work during these short years we're on this earth. You know, the flickering of the candle over here on the Advent wreath reminds us of the passing of time. If we let that candle discontinue to burn, it would go out at some point. But it reminds us that the approaching second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ may not be so far away. Are you ready for that day when he calls your name? Amen.